Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the One Peace of Mind podcast. I am your host, Nico White, and this is a very special episode. We're recording on September 14th, 2021. If you don't know, September 14th is my comedy anniversary. So today makes 14 years that I started doing stand-up. I'm really emotional about it. But having said that, we ain't here to talk about that. We are here to talk about One Piece chapter 1023 that was rightfully entitled spitting image so first and foremost if you remember in chapter 1022 the stars we got Zoro and sanji finally confronting king and queen right knocking them down a little bit and we start this chapter off with a picture of vivi she's being talked to by some birds kaoru is definitely a little jealous and i thought that was pretty fun so first of all i just want to say that this whole entire chapter was kind of crazy for me because we start out with Zoro and Sanji, you know, standing up against King and Queen who act like they aren't really all that hurt. And I, I bet that. And we see Marco just like looking like lollygagging, right? And somebody goes to take a shot at him and Izo jumps in. And he says to Marco like, yo, bro, you can't, you can't just be sitting here not paying attention, my dude. You can't do that. And Marco's like, ah, nah, bro. I knew you were going to save me. And then later came out in the SBS's that most of everybody, like the fly, like the flying six, all that, they all have like observation hockey and armament hockey. So Marco probably did really anticipate Izo coming to save him, but who knows? Maybe he was also just joking. And Izo took a moment to say, like, "Yo, you know, Marco, you starting to act a lot like Whitebeard." Because Marco asked him, "Yo, do you believe in gods?" Because from what we got in the last chapter, a lot of people are saying that Sanji might be Lunaria. And I'm I'm not here to disagree with that. I'm not here to disagree with that at all. We all know all of the all of the parallels people are making to Wano, the moon, all those types of things. So if Sanji is indeed genetically altered to be a lunarian, I'm with that. Speaking of Sanji being genetically altered, we get to something. And on page four, no, I'm sorry, on page five of chapter 1023. Queen calls out the Sanji and says, like, yo, we're called elite performers because nobody gets the better of us. Basically, like, they can't be beat. And knowing that the ancient Zoans already have enhanced durability, that's already going to be a feat for Zoro and Sanji to get through. Probably a double feat for Zoro, considering the condition that he's fighting from. So Sanji admits that, yo, I'm fighting a little bit different because... I'm fighting a little bit different because since the second time I used the raid suit, my body hasn't felt the same. And he emphasizes that it's not something that I can't fight. It's more of an odd feeling he doesn't know anything about, right? So Zoro goes in and blocks an attack from King and it just so happens to work. And of course, in regular One Piece fashion, it goes with the gag of these two cannot get along no matter what you have them do. They could be having a simple conversation. An insult has to be thrown, but such is the dynamic of the Straw Hats right and left hand some pirate king right so this whole chapter was fan service by the way because right after zero blocks the sanji getting hurt queen goes in with an attack called bridal grabber which is just hilariously named and he gets even zoro even told him when he saved him like yo you owe me one and sanji came right back boom we're even and Queen notices that Sanji's leg can catch fire. And he's like, yo, like, what's wrong with you, family? Like, that must be something that your pops made up. And Sanji's like, nah, I'm sorry to inform you, brethren. I'm human. 100% human. Now, let's pause right here and talk about this. Now, I'm of the belief that Sanji 
is definitely just about to go through a growth spurt as far as the German technology is concerned. And whew, I know I said that really, really country, but I, uh, yeah, I definitely think that Sanji might have a little bit of Lunarian in him. Or, you know what? If Sanji's power is what he said it is, because he explains it, Sanji mentions that he's all human. And Queen says, like, yo, does a human burn like that? Like, I know you ain't a Lunarian. And King looks over, and this leads everybody to believe that King is indeed a Lunarian. It definitely could be the case. I'm sure that it is. And Sanji says, I do. The heat of my passion surpasses the temperature of flames. And a lot of people think that there's something um, wrong with this. That Sanji might be um, a little off in what he's saying. And I'm not sure if I believe that. Because one piece is about Will. And a lot of us know that Sanji has the same dream as Luffy. Right? We A lot of us speculate that the all blue and one piece go hand in hand. I'm one of those people. Right? And in saying that, Luffy is about what? Willpower. I want to believe that Sanji is definitely a little bit a little bit influenced by the Lunarian stuff, but I want to say that his flame does come from his willpower. And if it actually does, then I'll give Oda a lot of credit for subverting expectation like that. But anyway, Sanji goes into this attack against Queen, and we finally see Queen use armament hockey for the very first time, you know, to block him. And then we cut to Zoro and Queen having their back and forth. And speaking of a back and forth, Queen goes, the Queen, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Zoro and King, I apologize. Zoro and King go back and forth, and King goes to punch Zoro. Zoro blocks it with his sword that's in his mouth, of all things. Guy's crazy. And King's like, hey, yo, family, I ain't with just fighting one way. I, a fighter, I'm here to fight. And Zoro even says, like, okay, all right, fine. But don't be surprised if I cut your, if I cut your throat out. By biting it off. And this battle is going to get very brutal. This battle is probably going to be the most brutal fight Zoro has ever been in directly. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We cut to Jack versus Inuarashi. And if you know me and you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you know I already think that Inuarashi is going to end up losing to Jack. And I think Usopp is going to come in and save the day. But that's my own agenda, and right now, that's neither here nor there. But we see Inuarashi and Jack going back and forth, right? And Inuarashi has a really nice moment where he goes through everything that happened in Zo because Jack's being a dick and like, oh, well, you know, we don't even have to keep this up. Like, I forgave you guys for all that nonsense you did to me back on Zo. And Inuarashi is like, basically, no, dog, this has nothing to do with Zo. We let a city of a thousand years fall to ensure that we reach this decisive battle only by winning this fight whatever the cost will dawn come to this world so i think Inu Arachi, first of all that speech actually gave me chills like this is on a reread i read this chapter already but this is on a reread and family it's re it's a really really dope image of the character that i think is on their way out and I think it would be perfect for Usopp to jump in right here for the simple fact that Usopp, again, Usopp was very, 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 very much affected by what the Minx did back on Zoe. And I don't think Usopp could just beat Jack, but I definitely think a fresh Usopp can take out a Jack who's been in a fight with 
both Sulong Minx and Sulong Inuarashi almost three times back to back got after having his ass handed to him. And I think Usopp could win in an honest Usopp way. I know I said honest Usopp way, which is probably a, um, <laughs> probably a contraction, but you get my drift. So we leave that and we go on to Peril Sparrow, who's already been attacked by Neko Mamushi. And Neko Mamushi is just talking big shit. And I appreciate Neko Mamushi because Nico, N-E-K-O, the way I spell my name is how he spells his name. So I'm going with the big cat. But he comes out and he's in the pseudo form and he tells Peril Sparrow, you, Lickspittle, this is the last moon you'll ever see. Now, me personally, I think Nekomamushi isn't going to win. I think it's going to be a nice hard-fought battle, but I think he loses this fight, and I think we're all sleeping on Perospero. Now, remember I told you that first. We leave there, and we cut back to Raizo versus Fukurokuju. And I'll be honest, this is one of those fights that I really can't say that I care a lot about, but one thing I can attest is that this fight is definitely, definitely very strategic because I like the way that Fukurokuju is playing the whole situation to where... You know, he's like, yo, this is a joke. You guys are ghosts. Like with Odin dead, you're reduced to following a child. And Rizo says something that I thought was interesting. Don't mock you, you. Don't mock you, you fool. We were no one before he raised us into samurai. You see, everyone grows in life. And Wano itself will reach overlord. We'll watch over Lord Momonosuke's growth. We won't let the likes of you steal it. Right? And then we cut to the next page. And on that next page is a double spread that I wasn't... Like, I was expecting it, and I'm happy that we got it. But I know I don't know if I was expecting it so soon. We get Lost Crew at the foot of the ocean or wherever they are on Ogimishima. And, man... They're like, yo, Straw Hat, get away from him. They think it's Kaido. And we look and we see Momo's turned into a dragon. And we get a quick little flashback to when Luffy first met Momo. And he says, is that you, Momo? Momo replies like a boss, indeed. And then we get a quick silhouette of what Momo might look look like in his human form. We don't get to see it. We just get to see Shinobu crying. Of course, he might look like Odin. He might look like Toki. He might look like a combination of both. He might even look like one of the show, one of the older shoguns of Wano. Who knows? Maybe some historical figure. I don't know. I can't tell. But they say, come on, Momo. Let's go back. Let's go take back Wano. Momo says, right. That was a moment that get, definitely gave me chills again. Chapter 1023 was just moment after moment after moment. And as far as like my review, for me, I'm going to give this chapter a solid 8 out of 10 because it kept a lot of things going. I really like the the development with characters like Momo. I'm not of the belief that this is going to change who he is personality-wise. I think his fears are still going to be his fears, and that's going to leave his character, you know, room to grow as far as like, hey, man, you got to understand that even though you're bigger, that's not going to give you everything that you need for this fight with Kaido. It's going to give you some of the surface level stuff. What you have to do mentally is what you have to do mentally. I like everything with Zoro and Sanji. Because, again, the dynamic is one of my favorite dynamics on the Straw Hat crew. And I think because of Whole Cake Island and because of how Wano started off and has been so far, we haven't been able to be treated with a lot of moments between this duo. And I'm not sure it's going to be as much of a one-on-one fight versus two-on-two. I think this is actually going to be a really solid tag team match. 
between the two wings of the pirate king versus the two wings of the world's strongest beast um and in closing on this episode ladies and gentlemen i hope that you are supporting the official release of one piece i believe that um when the netflix adaptation does finally come out one piece might finally reach mainstream success and i know a lot of you might think oh what mainstream success one piece is already mainstream nah dog one piece is kind of still niche which is crazy the goat is the goat is the goat so on this day 9 14 2021 nico white's 14th anniversary of comedy i want to say if you're a fan of the one piece of mind podcast i appreciate you i hope you appreciate the pod i'll have more episodes coming out i'm sorry for the for the delay on episodes this last little month my head's been jumbled like i said i've been emotional as a f because my anniversary is coming up again you know my career is the same age i was when i started doing it so with that being said, I am Nico White. This is the One Piece of Mind podcast. Our bonus episode tomorrow, we're going to be talking about something, something very interesting. Y'all keep your eyes and ears open. This has been One Piece of Mind. I've been Nico White. Thank you for sharing with me. Hey, this is an ad. Don't fast forward. Be over in a second. Are you obsessed with a sports team, a band, or even collecting Chia Pets? Then listen to my new podcast, Rep Your Squad on Paperhouse Network, where I dive into what drives people crazy. So if you're a 40-year-old man with a stand collection, or a middle-aged woman who loves the Spice Girls, that's cool. We don't judge here on Rep Your Squad with me, Chris Scopo. See? It's over.